Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hold the Line. My name's Joe, and I'm a British force-free gun dog trainer. You can check out my online courses at forcefreegundog.com. The newest course is called Training the T Drill. You can also pick up a copy of my book called Force Free Gun Dog Training: The Fundamentals for Success, which is available on Amazon's everywhere around the world. There's also an accompanying workbook to record your training sessions in. I'm currently working on a sequel to Force Free Gun Dog Training. And I hope it's going to be out maybe in about six months. We'll see. That's all for now. Let's get on with the show. Train your gun dog without force or fear. Motivate and educate. Hold the line is here. Invention, repetition, generalization, motivation. Hold the line. Oh, yeah. Hello, I am Joe Laurent, and welcome to Hold the Line, the podcast for force free gun dog training. Hold the Line is committed to helping you train your dog to an advanced level using motivational methods and without the use of fear or pain. Thank you for tuning in and please make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hold the Line. Hello everyone. So we have in relatively recent episodes been going through the various different phases of the clicker retrieve process and I think it's time to get back to that before we have too much of a break and everyone forgets what we're doing and where we are. So this week I was going to look at phase six, proofing the hold against food. So for this phase, before you can start this, you need to have made sure that you followed the previous phases, which we've covered in recent podcast episodes. So if you have just picked up things in the middle here and you're just tuning in for the first time, you probably want to look back at previous episodes and you want to find phase one. In fact, I think there might even be an introduction to the clicker retrieve before phase one. And it's probably a good idea to kind of follow through all the clicker retrieve episodes in sequence so that you kind of have an idea of what we're aiming for rather than just trying to pick it up in the middle. Because it is one of those things that isn't going to make much sense if you do just try to pick it up in the middle. It does really rely on solid foundations having been established and someone having worked through the various different phases beforehand. So um, this, this step, phase six, proofing the hold against food, is something that sometimes people find a bit tricky in terms of the trainer's the skill level and what's required from the trainer to achieve it it is i want to say that it, you will have and you will be able to get a reasonably reliable retrieve without this step however you will not have a really reliable retrieve and there will be some things that you are going to find difficult later if you miss this step out so what this step is about is teaching your dog to keep holding the dummy or bumper, whatever you whatever you call it, despite the fact that there is something distracting really nearby. So when we teach this, we use food as the distraction. And we teach the dog to keep on holding that object, even when food is being wafted around in front of their nose. So the idea is that the dog thoroughly understands that they must not drop until the click and when you click they can then drop but if you haven't clicked the idea is that they should keep on holding that item so the kind of goal end behavior for this phase is that you can almost lure the dog around following a treat backwards and forwards in front of you and they just keep holding on to the the um, dummy they just don't let go of it until you click and when you click they know that they can let go so 
if you remember back at phase one of the click retrieve if you've been following along when we when we did phase one the kind of important take-home learning objective for the dog from phase one was to drop at the click so that means that when the dog hears the click that they then drop the item so we need to establish that in order to be able to progress properly because it's required for the later phases we don't want the dog to get sticky and keep holding the item when you click and not to spit it out so this that's kind of 50 percent of of things and we've hopefully all taught that by now because we're at phase six um so this bit of things phase six is about don't let go until you hear the click so there's always two parts to this one is when you hear the click let go that's that's what we did at the beginning and the other is don't let go until you hear the click when the dog has got these two different pieces of the puzzle and thoroughly understands both these concepts then you will have a bulletproof bomb proof reliable retrieve and it's going to take you so far and it's going to be a fantastically useful tool for you whatever you do whether you do gundle training whether you do i don't know service dog work whether you do um obedience any whatever dog sport you do if it involves a retrieve in some way then this concept is going to be really really useful to you basically so um the other way in terms of gun dog work that this is a really useful concept is one problem that people frequently have and frequently ask questions about and frequently seek help with is the dog dropping when coming out of water. So the dog's just done a water retrieve, they're coming out of the water, their coat is heavy with water and they really want to just shake, but they can't because they have to first deliver the dummy. If they put the dummy down and shake and then pick the dummy up to deliver to hand, they would pretty much get zeroed on a test because if that dummy were a bird and if the bird were not dead, if it had just been pricked lightly, then the bird could escape where the dog puts it down to shake is the thinking behind this. So in terms of, of gun dog work and competitions, we don't want the dog to put the item down. They must keep holding until they deliver to hand. So what you have there is a really tempting situation where the dog really wants to let go, but they must kind of have some control over that urge to let go and they must keep holding and they must deliver to hand and that's kind of what we're practicing with this phase with phase six okay we're not practicing it with water and with the dog's coat heavy with water that's not what's making the dog want to let go we're going to use food to make the dog feel like they want to let go but the idea and the concept is exactly the same so let's let's move on to how we might train this so yes this is the goal the goal is for the dog to continue to hold the dummy even when showing a treat until the click. So, yeah, it's kind of like, this is not just a trick, by the way. I think sometimes people think that this stage of the click retrieve is almost like a trick. It's almost like, hey, hey, look what I can make my dog do. I can make my dog hold on, even though I'm luring them around with food. Look at that. And it, yeah, it does look very impressive, but that's not the whole point of training it. It's not about, you know, a, a trick or anything like that. It's about having a really reliable retrieve. And there will be other temptations that are going to make the dog want to put the item down in their working life as well. It won't just be water. It might be that they've seen another retrieve, that they're tempted to go and pick something else up or investigate something else. Um, and so we're kind of just proofing this concept of when there is something more desirable, still don't let go with this. All right, so this is what you're going to do. Now, the reason why this little corner of the clicker retrieve is a bit tricky is it requires great timing on your part as a trainer. So you need to have really good observational skills and you need to also not be too greedy. And by that, I mean that if you keep wanting the dog to hold on for longer and longer, the dog is actually at increasing risk of dropping the longer you wait. 
And what we really want to avoid is clicking a drop because if you click a drop, it's just gonna happen more and more frequently. So don't click drops. You need to click while the dummy is in the dog's mouth and while the dog is being um, distracted or tempted by a treat. Now we can increase or reduce how distracting or tempting that treat is. We can hold it higher in the air, kind of against our stomach, rather than right down level with the dog's nose. That's gonna make it more tempting or less tempting. And we can also um, make it more tempting in terms of how visible it is. Um, but ultimately, when it gets to the point where you can hold it about two foot away from the dog's nose and you can almost roll it around in your fingers and lure the dog around with it um, and the dog doesn't drop. And then you, after the dog can do this moving, we will then move on to doing it in a static way where the dog is still. But we'll get onto that in a minute. So, so this is what you're going to do. You're just going to put the dummy on the floor at your feet as usual. The dog is going to head towards the dummy as usual. Now, once the dog has got the dummy and you know they're kind of picking it up you are going to show your dog the treat whilst you're backing away and whilst you're kind of you can either kind of keep backing up keep backing up while holding the treat though if you feel you're going to bump into something you can kind of lure the dog sideways like almost across the front of your body so you're kind of going from left to right across your body instead of continuing to move backwards but the idea is that there's a treat that is tempting the dog in some way and you can make this relatively easy at first hold the treat high up about the height of your stomach so it's out of the dog's reach but be sure that the dog sees it so we're going to do this while you're backing up because this is my little phrase stopping goes with dropping so if the dog if the if you do this with the dog still and just standing there holding the dummy and you try and put the food on their nose they are much more likely to drop than if you walk backwards or if you lure them across the front of your body and keep them walking. If the dog is walking, they are more likely to hold on a bit longer before dropping, and that gives you an opportunity to click. So when you first start training this, it's important to keep the dog moving somehow. Just keep them moving around, moving around, moving around, following the treat whilst they're holding the dummy. And whilst you're doing this, you're progressively, you know, you're going to at first hold the treat in front of your stomach, um, and then you're going to click while the dummy's in the dog's mouth, and then you're going to, as usual, deliver the treat on the floor. Now, the thing to say about this is if the dog drops the dummy, if they're tempted by the treat and they drop the dummy, which they will do at some point or other, they will do this. And if they do it immediately a couple of times, that's fine. You haven't gone wrong or failed your dog if your dog drops the dummy because they want the treat. This is an important learning process and the dog has to try it in order to see that it doesn't work. So it's not always going to, the dog's not going to succeed 100% of the time here because they actually need to fail need to they need to attempt to spit the dummy out to get the treat in order to realize this doesn't work so if the dog drops the dummy you're going to snatch that treat away you can snatch it behind your back so it goes out of sight and they're just going to wait for the dog to pick the dummy up again so and then you're going to have another go now of course remember we want to make sure the dog feels successful so we need the dog to be successful about 80 percent of the time so that means Whatever you're doing with the treat in terms of how tempting it is, you need to make sure the dog is being successful about 80% of the time. So you can make it less tempting if you need to. And if the dog's being successful repeatedly, you can then gradually make it more and more tempting. But you need to ensure that the dog is being successful most of the time. And uh, we don't really want to get too much duration on this at first. As soon as you get a split second of the dog being aware of the treat and holding the dummy at the same time, you want to click that split second. So you've got to build on the duration very, very gradually. So, um, yeah, you're going to deliver the treat at your feet here as well. And then you'll just probably move away from, from the dummy as well, where the dog dropped it, and let them pick it up and bring it to you again, and then get them to follow the treat again. So gradually you will increase the duration 
of the holding of the dummy in the presence of the treat. And you will gradually decrease the height of the treat from being out of the dog's reach and, you know, level with your stomach or your chest down to being level with the dog's eyes. Now, obviously, you're not doing this all in one rep. When I say gradually, I mean progressively over many, many, many reps and maybe many different training sessions, you're going to be achieving this. So it's not something you're just going to be, you know, don't try and in one rep go from your stomach all the way down to the dog's, to the front of the dog's mouth because that's just being a greedy trainer. So you want to make sure you're doing this over many, many reps and many, many sessions. And you want to make sure that each step of this is successful multiple times. So if you're holding the treat, say at your sort of stomach level and not um, in a really tempting way, you want to make sure that you can repeat that successfully five times in a row and the dog can hold for a click and a treat before you then lower it a little bit and try and repeat that five times in a row before you lower it a bit more and so on. So you don't want to just test the dog once at each stage of this before increasing the criteria. You want to make sure the dog's really solid on each step before you make it harder. So the thing is that the dog is going to learn through experimentation that the treat disappears if they drop the dummy before the click. And they'll also learn that if they hold the dummy until the click, then they get the click of the treat. So there is a kind of learning hurdle for the dog in all of this. And at first it can be a bit sort of you know, you feel like the dog's just not getting it and you feel like you're never going to get there and you feel like this is just really difficult. And then suddenly the dog will have a breakthrough and they'll suddenly start to realize that what they're supposed to be doing, that they need to hold on until you click. Once the dog's had that breakthrough, then you can increase the criteria much more quickly because the dog really understands what they're doing at that point. So it's the very first initial steps that you need to be very careful with and keep very easy and successful for the dog. So... Um, the other thing to say about it is if you're familiar with the idea of reverse luring or the Zen hand, if you've done some Fenzy courses, that's pretty much what's happening here. If that reference point helps. So the idea is that the dog learns that when there's something that you really, really want, that you're not going to try to get it. So if you've done any sort of exercises that involve reverse luring or the Zen hand where where there are treats held in an open palm and the dog is resisting getting those and they're continuing to do a behavior in the presence of those treats then that's kind of what we're getting at here so it's exactly the same thing but it's put into the clicker retrieve so if your dog has other reverse luring behaviors or zen hand behaviors which they already know it might help to warm up with those you know separately before you introduce a dummy and, and before you get onto this phase the clicker retrieve in this in the session so you might want to be like okay we're going to start phase six today let's warm up with some of our other zen hand behaviors so the dog's kind of starting with that concept before we bring in the dummy and we and we begin to introduce this into the retrieve scenario and that might help the dog get that concept faster so yeah so what else can we say about it um the things to think about if your dog keeps dropping immediately and that you keep snatching the treat away repeatedly then your dog is going to start to feel like a failure and they're going to be inclined to give up and just go off and sniff around the room and just check out of the training game so you need to make sure that you progress more gradually if that's happening so really think are you clicking a nanoseconds worth of a hold you know are you waiting too long are you wanting the dog to really really show you that they can hold on the presence of the treat before you click because that was too much too fast to begin with so it's just a nanosecond that we want the dog to be holding on as soon as they're aware of that existence of that treat and they're resisting dropping we want to be clicking that can you hold the treat higher to make it less tempting so can you do something that you can hold it in a more concealed hand you can hold it higher up and you can progressively make that more tempting as the dog's able to cope 
And then sometimes we get people who really want to reinforce their dog and they find it hard to withhold a click. So it's almost, these are people who like to just, um, well, they just like their dog to be successful and there's nothing wrong with that. We all want our dogs to be successful, but we need to make sure we're clicking the right thing so that we make progress. Um, so don't be afraid of your dog getting it wrong sometimes in this particular part of the exercise, especially. So your dog needs to learn what doesn't work as well as what does work. And you're not failing if, if the dog drops before you click. That's part of the learning process. But you just need to whip the treat up to your chest and to ensure the dog feels successful enough and gets clicked often enough that they are going to keep trying. So, yeah, as I said before, the progress will be very fast once your dog's got the idea here. So, you know, don't be too despondent or depressed or upset or give up too easily yourself if it looks like you're getting nowhere, because the breakthrough will just happen suddenly if you can time the click right. And if you do manage to train this phase properly, you will end up with a dog that isn't is much less likely to drop in the presence of distractions whatever those distractions are whether it's a scent that they want to go and smell whether it's somewhere another dog's weed whether it's another dummy that attempted to drop their existing dummy for or, or retrieve for when you get onto birds and to go and get that one instead they're much less likely to do that because they've been trained to not let go until they deliver to hand or until they hear the click so this is a really important concept and as i said before where i find it, it really really works is with water retrieves because when you get that dog coming out of the water with the dummy in their mouth you can put that temptation tree on their nose and you can lure them around for a little bit following the treat and then you can click and so the dog starts to expect this as they come out of the water they start to expect that they shouldn't drop and we're going to talk about this a little bit more at the end the idea of how this can help with water retrieves but you can like you're basically just importing this phase of the clicker retrieve into your water um, retrieves and your and your swimming training so as the dog comes out with the dummy you would be doing this temptation exercise with the treat on the dog's nose and you would just lure them backwards a little bit temp and really test that they're holding on before you click and then they let go um, and so it just becomes a way of teaching the dog what is expected and what is wanted when they're coming out of the water and so you get rid of that dropping when wet problem which so many dogs have and so many dogs struggle with um, I mean, in itself, that is a reason to do the whole clicker retrieve process in my, my mind. But anyway, um, so that's all for this week, folks. Just wanted to um, have one little session on that because it's a kind of complicated, tricky little corner of the clicker retrieve. But I think it's really, really important. And it's just so brilliant if you can do it. If you can't do it, then you can still benefit from following the other phases of the clicker retrieve without, and missing out this proofing the hold against food step. But I really, really recommend that you that you do it you know, spend some time trying to achieve this because it's just worth the effort. Um, you will get back so much in terms of your dog's understanding. Hold the line. So just to say, if you are struggling with this or any other part of the Clicker Retrieve, that I do offer a five-week online Clicker Retrieve course. It costs £35, but you can take it wherever you are in the world. And we do currently have people taking it from all over the world. Um, there, there's a closed Facebook group and you can post videos of your Clicker Retrieve process in the closed Facebook group to get feedback from me. And you can also watch other people's videos, which I think is actually um, an underappreciated, amazingly helpful thing because you can see the struggles that other people are having and how they've overcome those struggles. And that's just really, really useful because, you know, looking at a trained dog doing things which they can already do is only so useful. What's really useful is seeing the problem and then seeing the working through of that problem and, and how it resolves. So you can see all of that in the closed Facebook group for the Click Retrieve course. And the course also comes with a handout sheet each week and videos showing the exercises that you need to cover. So if you'd like to sign up for the Click Retrieve course, you can email me at joe at dogworks.org.uk. So that's joe, J-O, at dogworks.org.uk.
dogworks.org.uk and that's dogworks about d-o-g-w-o-r-k-s dot org dot uk so that's all for this week everyone and I'll look forward to talking to you again next week Hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line.